Hello, I'm Peter Goodwin, reporting for the Audio Journal of Medicine from the European Society of Human Reproduction and Embryology annual meeting that's being held right here in Lyon. If you screen embryos genetically before doing implantation for IVF, you may diminish your patient's chances of getting pregnant. That's the surprising finding coming out of results just released here in Lyon and being simultaneously published in the New England Journal of Medicine. I talked with investigator Schurt Rapping from the University of Amsterdam and I began by asking him why his group was investigating pre-implantation genetic screening, PGS. The problem with IVF is that especially in women of advanced maternal age, so these are women 35 years and older, the success rates in general of IVF treatment are very low. So in order to increase those success chances, um, um, people have gone about trying to find different ways of, of doing IVF. And one of those ways was to perform PGS. Um, PGS is a, is a method in which you remove a single blastomer, a single cell from an embryo. You then screen that cell for chromosome numbers. And if you find the correct number of chromosomes, you transfer the embryo. Now it sounds logical to do that sort of thing, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds very logical. I think it's also very good. You know, that's the reason why people thought of this method to increase pregnancy chances. Um, so yeah, it's very logical. But in the true principles of science, instead of just taking the logicality of it, and indeed the practice, because this has been going for some time, you decided to put it to the test. What did you do? So we actually already in 2001 uh, thought of this trial. I mean, the way to go forward if you have a new method in reproduction or any form of medicine is you perform a proper randomized controlled trial. So we decided to design such a trial in a very, very rigorous way, enabling us to tell if PGS would increase pregnancy chances after IVF or not. And what did you do in the study? So in the study, we ran randomized all patients that were 35 years in or older uh, that had an IVF indication. We randomized them to undergo either three cycles of IVF without any form of PGS or three cycles of IVF with PGS. And we did it uh, in such a way that, that nobody realized in which arm they were. So it was a double-blind randomized controlled trial. And what did you get? Um, after having broken the code after several years of performing this, this trial, we found that instead of what would be suspected, um, PGS actually decreased the chance of ongoing pregnancy or live birth. What was in fact happening here then? Uh, what was happening is that apparently, uh, for reasons that, that are, are not maybe completely clear, instead of increasing pregnancy chances, PGS decreases pregnancy chances. So um, um, there are three maybe good reasons to explain why this is going on. One is that PGS is performed routinely in general with eight chromosomes. So this means you're not analyzing all chromosomes, but only a limited number, meaning that you could transfer embryos that you think are normal, but they are in fact abnormal for chromosomes that you didn't test. That's one, I think, maybe a minor reason. Two is that the way to diagnose an embryo or to test an embryo is to remove a cell from a six to eight cell embryo. Now that process might actually hamper the potential of the embryo to implant, so you're in fact maybe damaging the embryo in order to be able to analyze it. And third, which I think is also a major reason, is that um, um, not always it's the case that the cell that you take out of the embryo represents the rest of the embryo. So in fact, many of the embryos that we get during a process of IVF are mosaic, and therefore uh, you're unable to say anything about the entire embryo by analyzing a single cell. Is there a clear message in this for doctors 
all over the world advising their patients who are about to undergo in vitro fertilization for infertility? I think there very much is. I mean, and that's also the goal of our trials to, to provide proper evidence for, for doctors to counsel their patients. So the take-home message from this study is that if you are counseling a woman that is 35 years or older and she has to undergo IVF because of infertility, you would advise her now not to do that in a way that she has PGS performed, but simply stick to the method that we apply most commonly, which is standard IVF, with selection of embryos based on their morphological appearance. Just how far has PGS got all over the world? Because it, it seems you're, in a way, turning the clock back. Yeah, um, so, so as we were saying in the beginning, because the, the logic behind PGS is so reasonable, I mean, everybody can understand that an embryo is abnormal, therefore it's not implanting, you should not transfer it. Um, so it's, it's gotten to become pretty much widely used. Um, um, so at least several thousand cycles are performed every year for women that are undergoing IVF. And now this shouldn't happen anymore. Well, that's not to me to say. It, uh, I'm, what we're doing is providing evidence that it doesn't work, um, and that should be taken into account when you're counseling these patients. So um, a result of that could be that it, it, it will be w less widely uh, applicable. Is there any possibility that you're wrong and that uh, some of this result might be at fault? Um, and there's no certainties in life, that's for sure. Um, um, but as close as you can get with proper medicine, and that's to perform double-blind randomized controlled trials if we have. So as close as you can get to the truth, I think we are there. That was Schert Repping from the University of Amsterdam talking to me here at the European Society of Human Reproduction and Embryology annual meeting in Lyon. We'll be back with more soon from the Audio Journal of Medicine from Audio Medica News. I'm Peter Goodwin.